Thank you for joining us on this Ropes and Gray podcast. I'm Loretta Richard, the head of the Employee Benefits Practice Group at Ropes and Gray. I'm based in Boston, and I am joined by Josh Lichtenstein, who is a partner in the Employee Benefits Practice Group based in our New York office. Today, we will be discussing the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, also known as the CARES Act, in the context of 401k plans and other tax-qualified defined contribution retirement plans. We will be covering three topics today. First, we will discuss coronavirus-related distributions and loans that can be taken from qualified defined contribution retirement plans. Second, we will discuss the issues plan sponsors should focus on under the CARES Act. Finally, we will discuss other issues and challenges for plan sponsors to consider related to coronavirus more generally. Now, there's a lot that's being said about how the CARES Act allows retirement savers to access their account balances if they are experiencing coronavirus-related costs. Who is allowed to withdraw money from their retirement accounts under the Act, and what types of plan do these rules apply to? The CARES Act allows a plan participant who has been diagnosed or whose spouse or dependent has been diagnosed with COVID-19 using a test approved by the CDC to access the retirement savings. The Act also allows individuals who experience adverse financial consequences as a result of being quarantined, being furloughed or laid off, or having work hours reduced due to COVID-19, or they're being unable to work due to a lack of child care because of COVID-19, or because of the closing or a reduction in hours of a business owned or operated by the individual. A coronavirus-related distribution can be taken from a 401k plan, an individual retirement account, or IRA, a 403b plan sponsored by a tax-exempt employer, or a qualified deferred compensation plan subject to Section 457b of the tax code that's sponsored by a governmental employer. Josh, it sounds like a large number of people may be eligible for distributions, and some of those factors seem very difficult to verify. How can a plan administrator determine if a participant is eligible for a coronavirus-related distribution? Well, fortunately for plan administrators, participants are allowed to self-certify that they qualify for distribution. So the burden on plan administrators shouldn't be that great. The best practice would be to ask for a self-certification from the participant in writing. It will be important to maintain good records of all requests and certifications. Plan administrators should check in with their record keepers, who may already be working on a self-certification form and record-keeping system. So, Josh, once someone has established that they're eligible for relief or they think they're eligible for relief, what amount can they withdraw from their plan? Are there any limits on it? Well, there are two ways that a participant can access their retirement savings under the CARES Act. First, they may take a a CARES Act distribution of up to $100,000, and that can be taken without any penalty. Of course, they will be taxed on the amount they withdraw, but those taxes can be spread over a three-year period. Eligible participants can also take loans from their plans in a larger amount than is normally allowed with a maximum loan amount of $100,000 instead of $50,000. Participants with large enough account balances could take a distribution and a loan, and there's no requirement to take a loan before choosing to take a distribution. Wow, that sounds like a lot. Based on those amounts, could many people end up taking all of the money out of their retirement plans? Will participants require to pay back any amount of any coronavirus-related distributions in the future? 
That's an important question, Loretta. The CARES Act allows for two ways to handle a coronavirus-related distribution. First, a participant may elect to pay the distribution back into his or her qualified retirement plan account. Repayment is optional, but it may be made at any time during the three-year period, getting on the day after the date the distribution was received. A participant can repay the distribution all at once or in a series of payments over time within that three-year period. Repayments of coronavirus-related distributions will not count toward the applicable plan year's contribution limits, so it will not affect a participant's ability to make new contributions to his or her qualified retirement plan in future years. This will enable participants to continue to grow their accounts while also repaying the distributions. Alternatively, a participant may elect not to pay the distribution back at all. It will instead be subject to income tax on the distribution. Josh, does the CARES Act include any special rules on loan repayments or other distributions from plans? Well, the coronavirus-related loans will need to be repaid in the normal course. But the CARES Act permits a one-year delay on repaying participant loans that are due in 2020. This will allow people who otherwise would need to repay their outstanding loans now to hold on to that money for expenses that may arise this year. The CARES Act also allows plan sponsors to delay required minimum distributions for the 2020 plan year. This should protect plan participants from being forced to liquidate assets that have dropped in value sharply in order to take a distribution they may not actually need in 2020. One other thing to keep in mind is that if a CARES Act distribution other than a loan is taken, then a participant who is married will need to get spousal consent to that distribution if the plan would normally require that type of consent. Usually that involves the spousal signature being witnessed by a notary or a plan representative. Plan sponsors should talk with their record keepers about how the notary or plan representative witness requirement can be satisfied on a remote basis. Josh, can plan participants automatically take advantage of these new distribution and loan rules, or does the plan sponsor need to decide to offer them? Well, the rules on distributions and loans that we've been discussing so far are all permissive. So plan sponsors must choose whether to allow participants to take CARES Act distributions or enhanced loans. The CARES Act allows plan sponsors to administer their plans under these new rules now so long as plan amendments are adopted by the last day of the first plan year beginning on or after January 1st, 2022. So by December 31st, 2022 for a calendar year plan. In addition to amendments necessary to give effect to these new rules, plan sponsors should also review whether their plan allows for loans at all and, if desired, amend their plans to allow participants to take loans. If an amendment is required, it should be adopted by the last day of the current plan year. There's no timing relief on that amendment. The choice of whether to amend the plan and how to communicate with participants is less straightforward. Plan sponsors should communicate with their record keepers and other third-party service providers now to learn what those vendors are doing to assist with implementation of the CARES Act and also to learn whether there are any record-keeping obligations that will fall on the plan sponsor instead of on the vendor. In addition, participants are likely to have heard about these CARES Act rules on plan withdrawals and loans, so there may be an expectation from employees that they will have access to their account balances. 
But at the same time, plan sponsors may be concerned about employees depleting their retirement savings, and they wish to offer a lower limit than $100,000 on distributions. Participant communication is really going to be key here, and plan sponsors should take action now to discuss coordinated communication strategies with their record keepers, including communications on the decision to take loans or to take distributions. Well, this seems like a lot that sponsors are going to have to think about and have to consider in a short period of time on the CARES Act rules. Are there any other things that a plan sponsor should be thinking about during this time of disruption based on the pandemic? That is a great question, Loretta, and I think that this is a very important topic for plan sponsors. I think it's critically important for a plan sponsor to remain mindful of its fiduciary duties to the plan and its participants under ERISA. As most plan sponsors are aware, prudence under ERISA is very process-based, so it's very important that plan sponsors make sure that they continue to follow their regular policies and procedures for decision-making and that they keep good notes on their decision-making process. This is also a good time to check in with record keepers, consultants, and investment managers to make sure that they are all taking appropriate steps to provide the services they normally would, even as people are working remotely. Plan sponsors should also be watching for demographic and other changes in their plans if there are furloughs or layoffs or if participants take advantage of the distribution and loan provisions we've been discussing. If participant drop-offs are large enough, it could trigger a partial plan termination, which would require employer matches to vest. Record-keeping fees and mutual fund share class access may also be affected by shifts in plan size due to distributions participants take. Thank you very much, Josh, for joining me today for this discussion. This is an extremely important topic, and I'm sure we'll be continuing this discussion further as we dig more deeply into these rules. And thank you to our listeners. For more information on the topic we discussed today or other topics related to the CARES Act and COVID-19, please visit our website at www.ropesgray.com slash coronavirus. And of course, if we can help you navigate any of these areas, please do not hesitate to contact any one of us. You can also subscribe and listen to other Ropes and Gray podcasts wherever you regularly listen to podcasts including on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Thanks again, everyone, for listening.